Heather McDonald has got the juices scoop. When you're on the road, when you're on the go, Juicy Scoop is the show to know. She talks Hollywood tales, her real life Mr. Sacred Serial Data, and Serial Sister. You'll be addicted and addicted fast to the number one tabloid real life podcast. Listen in, listen up. Woo woo. Heather McDonald. Juicy Scoop. Hello and welcome to Juicy Scoop. Well, I want to tell you, again, I'm going to be at the Brea Improv. I'm going to be doing four shows of stand-up on March 25th and 26th at the Brea Improv. Justin Martindale will be performing with me. Then we're doing the Super Bowl of Juicy Scoop, the Super Juicy Scoop Live on Sunday, March 27th. And for the first time, I'm allowing you guys to purchase it and watch it within the few days of after we originally do it in person. So if you can't make it, if you want to see it, you can do it. And if you're part of Patreon, there's a special discount. Go to Patreon, uh, go to heathermcdonald.net, click Patreon, and you're going to see that I left a special post with the instructions of where to get it. If you're not part of Patreon and you want to do it, not a problem. You just go to heathermcdonald.net and you'll see right there where you can purchase. It's through Moment House you go to, or you go to momenthouse.com slash juicy scoop. This is really exciting and fun and I know you guys are going to love it. And that's the info for that. Okay, you guys. Pete Davidson and a Winter Park couple are among the crew for the next Blue origin launch. This is through Jeff Bezos. I don't even understand it. Okay. They take people like on a little like Star Wars trip or whatever. I don't know how much it costs. I don't know why they choose the people. I just want to, I just, I don't want anyone to like be hurt, but honestly, if Pete Davidson goes, I would like to also add Kanye and just like, maybe they just get lost in space because I was exhausted. I tried to have a beautiful Sunday celebrating my 83-year-old mother-in-law and my one-year-old cousin's birthday on our boat. And I was just inundated by what the hell was going on with these a-holes. It was just too much to take. It all works out great because all this press is for the Hulu Kardashians show. And I've seen the trailers. It's a lot of drone shots. It makes me appreciate being part of LA. Nothing... L.A. only looks beautiful in drone shots, and it's a lot of that. And they all look beautiful. They have beautiful homes. They have cute little babies. What more do you want, okay, in a show? But what I love about the trailer is that the producers are trying to make it more edgy where you, like, hear the voice of, like, the producer when they do their their confessions. And it's like, so what does it feel like to be back? Be back? Oh, you mean just from filming the show? Because... I feel like we follow every one of your moves on Instagram and then we talk about it and everybody writes about it. So I feel like just because you haven't been filming the reality show for like eight months, it certainly doesn't feel like, woo, I'm back. Like anyway, so Pete Davidson, as you know, I, I agree that they, that he and Kim are boning a hundred percent. Are they benefiting from the fact that they're boning? And making them each bigger stars and putting eyes on the Hulu show and putting eyes on SNL and putting eyes on Pete Davidson as a comedian? Yes. But are they boning? Yes. Which I don't think is a big deal, really. Okay. So what happened was some friend of Pete Davidson's decides to share phone text messages between Pete 
and Kanye. And in a nutshell, it's Pete in a bed taking a photo like this, which then somebody, uh, skinny not fat, noticed that there is a KIM. It literally looks like he took a red Sharpie among all the tattoos and just, he didn't even have to, he didn't even find like an open skin mark. He just like wrote like Kim right here. I don't think that's like super wow. Like when someone like Pete Davidson gets a tattoo of you, I don't think it's like that big of a deal. It's like, okay. Like you literally have not one space of skin left on your body. Like unless he put Kim on his forehead, I'm not impressed. Like finding one little nook under your armpit. Okay. Anyway. So he does this thing and he says to, you know, Kanye, let's talk. Like, be a man. You're being awful. My girl is the best mother ever and kind of hot, my girl. You know, anyway, best mom with four kids. Like, let's talk. Kanye writes back and he's like, we can talk at Sunday services. He's like, no, I don't want to go to church or your weird church or whatever you call it. I don't want to go. But he's just like, let's talk after. It all gets put out there because the friend of Pete happens to share it. And and then Kanye does a video and he's like, really? This guy's saying he's in my wife's bed because he's like, where are you now? And he's like, in your wife's bed. He's like, I thought, Kanye goes, I thought it wasn't my wife. I thought she's not my wife anymore. Why are you referring her to my wife? Again, back to the kids, this and that, you know, and Pete's saying like, she is a good mom. It was just so exhausting. And then he's like, I'm here for one day. I don't know if these are old messages. I don't know if we're supposed to believe that uh, Pete did SNL, got on a private jet, came here, got into a bed at the Beverly Hills Hotel that Kim just happened to be in. They took these photos of them um, that she posted, like, just kind of like, she was doing that that thing that um, Courtney was doing with Travis, where it's like a bad photo, like it's slightly blurred, like, oh, I don't even have time to find one that's not blurred. I'm so authentic. And they're like on, like in a hallway, like, hey, and Chloe's like, love this. And then people noticed that in one Twitter photo that she posted, it had like um, a printed carpet and the next she photoshopped it out to be a clean carpet. And then people were like, well, she's doing that so people don't know where they are. Other people are saying, no, she did that. So aesthetically, it looks more like a skims thing, like on her grid of the Instagram. I don't know, you know, whatever. So, but I'm saying like, was this old messages? Was this this? Then uh, Kanye starts going after DL Hughley. And someone's like, oh, my God, he's going after comedians that have fainted. I guess he showed a video of D.L. Hughley. But D.L. Hughley fainted a year ago. So it has nothing to do with the fact that I fainted or that also this weekend, Haley Bieber said that she uh, had some type of a a stroke situation happen. And they went to the hospital and they noticed that she had a small blood clot, a bleeding on her brain. But now she's fine. So that was a big thing. Um but anyway, then D.L. Hughley is getting attacked by Kanye because D.L. has made some pretty profound statements that make a lot of sense about the fact that Kanye needs to be on his drugs and get better. And we should not, you know, if this person wasn't rich and famous, we would be really concerned with the way he's acting towards the mother of his children. So he's now not a fan of D.L.'s. Also speaking that he's a comedian, uh, uh, Pete Davidson, also in the text to Kanye, said, 
I've been good to you. I've made sure that there weren't SNL jokes about you because you're the father of my girl's kids. I've even had personal comedian friends not talk about you because I'm such a good guy. Like, we're all going to be a family. Just call me back. I'm in your wife's bed. Okay. Anyway, so DL then says in a tweet, hmm, ain't it weird that hashtag Kanye supposedly has all these goons who will kill for him, but not one of them will get his prescriptions filled. Here's a thought. While you're on your way to kill me in Calabasas, I guess he lives in Calabasas too. How about somebody drop by CVS and pick up his Xanax? LOL. Hashtag Team DI. He is funny. This was back. This this was actually a tweet that he did a while ago. So they've been at it. He did this uh, March 13th. So he did this last week. So they've been going back and forth. March 13th was yesterday? Oh. <laughs> I'm one of those comedians with a head injury. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're at it. But, hey, who's... Who was talking about DL recently? You know, people have not been talking about DL Hughley. He's a really funny comedian. He has a great, you know, radio show. He's a smart guy. So that's a pretty clever tweet. Meanwhile, in all of this, Kanye went to not one but two different basketball games in two different cities with his new girl, Chaney Jones. And she has a little baby Birkin. I guess it was left over from the baby Birkins that he gave to Julia Fox's friends. You know what I'm saying with uncut gems? All my girlfriends got baby Birkins. It's a lot of stress to take care of a baby Birkin. It's like taking care of a baby. So she has a baby Birkin, and she's at a basketball game, and unfortunately now she has to wear gloves. Ugh. Like, who the hell? Even when I'm, like, skiing, I hate wearing gloves. I, I, It's just, like, nothing works. It's hard to touch your hair. It's hard to, like, fix your face. It's hard to eat. It's hard to work on your phone. So just like imagine, like, okay, Kanye, <laughs> like it's just a lot. It's just, anyway, here when she doesn't have the glasses on, she doesn't look that much like Kim. She's very pretty. She doesn't, okay. Meanwhile, Kim has been motorcycle riding in a bag, bag how did, Balenciaga outfit. And Kim got a lot of shit this past week because in her Variety interview, which they filmed and went viral about their Hulu show, she said, I have some great advice for those who want to be entrepreneurs. Get up off your ass and work. Nobody wants to work anymore. And Chloe's like, so too, so true. So a lot of people, including Jamelia Jamil, who is full of shit herself. I mean, look up the... Uh, YouTube video that someone put together of all the times that she lied and exaggerated numerous health issues for sympathy. Okay. She's like, move over, you know, Munchausen's because she's got her own thing going. But just like a lot of people, oh, I'm going to say something really harsh back right away to Kim so that people are like, you go, Jamil, Jamala, Jamay, or whatever. And um, so she's like, Really, you know, basically the gist is people are very offended that Kim said this. They're like, get my ass off and work. I've got three jobs. I'm a single mother. You have, you know, nannies and chefs. You came from privilege. You had private school. You had a trust fund. You had all these opportunities. And yeah, you made a lot of money out of them. But like your experience, listen to me. Do you really think that Kim Kardashian is so elevated that when she speaks, she is thinking about every individual person's experience. She's not. 
She, in my opinion, was saying from her own experience, all these young girls that want to be me, that want to be social influencers, that want to be designers, that want to be models, need to get off up their ass and work a little harder. She's talking about her own bubble of life and the kind of people that she has hired. Some have been wonderful, but obviously some have disappointed her. This is how I'm evaluating it. And so when she said it, she was, and that's why Chloe's like, absolutely. Like, I just had someone that screwed up the cookie display last week. You know, how hard is it to line up the cookies? I taught her three times. Like, really? Nobody wants to work anymore. No one wants to line up my beige boots. Like, I'm exhausted. That's what they're talking about. They weren't talking about every single person in the world that, you know, has to work, you know, as a a maid at a, you think she was thinking about the maid at the hotel, at the Motel 6, when she was saying, you want to be me, get off your app? No. And I, Okay, skims. You guys, I talked about how the undertit movement of showing undertit is the new cleavage, is the new side cleavage. And I said my prediction was going to be that they were going to show FUPA now, naked FUPA. People sent me a skims with just the FUPA, which is the fat upper P-U-S-S-Y portion of your body, okay? A lot of people don't know what it is. And I said, that's going to be the new thing that people are going to highlight. I swear to God, with 48 hours. within 48 hours, Skims created it. And first someone sent it to me, and I'm like, is this a joke? Isn't Skims supposed to be like a Spanx that sucks you in like a girdle? Why would you ever want to highlight the little poochy part of your tummy, the lower part of your stomach. Well, now Skims has an after hours thing. So again, I don't know why a guy would be like attracted to high-waisted like shorts to go to bed in and then just have just your your like least attractive, softest part of your stomach, even if you are fit, like, and then have it squeezed. So it's like banded around the top and then, and then like a triangle V to just like, poof, like pop out. Like, so even if you're thin, if you got this, you're going to look like you had a turkey meal or you're entering your second trimester. I want to know if anybody has bought these and your man was like, hey, give me that fupa and those skims. I have no idea. I, I don't get it. <laughs> you guys know I travel a lot. Usually you get on a plane to see you to do a show. And I have a very hard time deciding what to bring. And I'm going to admit it, I'm an overpacker. That's okay, because this holiday season, Away offers a range of suitcases, bags, and other travel essentials made for different types of travelers, from the overpackers, that's me, to the minimalists, to the travel expert, to everyone in between. With its versatile collection of suitcases, bags, and travel accessories, Away offers the perfect holiday gifts for every traveler. I just got the medium size. That is the perfect size, and it's not too big. It still lets me overpack and come home and be like, mm, I didn't wear those things. I don't care because every suitcase comes with an interior organization system that includes a built-in compression pad to help me pack even more and hidden and removable laundry bag that separates my dirty laundry. But what I really love is the four 360 spinner wheels guaranteeing the smoothest roll even through the most hectic of airports and stations. It really makes the whole experience less exhausting having this great bag. Also, there's a 
day trial on everything Away makes. So take the product on the road, live with it, travel with it, get lost with it for 100 days. If you decide it's not the bag for you, you can return any non-personalized item for a full refund during that period. Okay, no ifs, ends, or buts. This holiday season, gift away at awaytravel.com slash juicy. That's awaytravel.com slash juicy. Let's talk about Real House of Salt Lake. It is They concluded the season with part three of the reunion. The husbands came out, and lots has uh, transpired. So first, I just want to pop over to here. Whitney Rose's husband, Justin, confirmed on Facebook over the weekend that he's no longer employed by Life Vantage, and he was a chief sales officer since 2015. He did lots of emojis, lots of little hearts. It almost seemed like she wrote it, but he just said one door's closing, you know, and all this other stuff. And so the word on the street is, um, you know, what I would think. Did this company ask him to step down because of being on the show, particularly the naked scene, which Annie didn't even bring up. Like, I wish Annie would have been like, how embarrassing was that that you guys had to, like, get in wet paint and your wife was naked and she, like, slap her ass. Um, they hinted a little bit of, like, oh, in your companies, like, why do you know so much? Because remember, Whitney was the one who was explaining what the charges were against Jen Shaw and how you collect data and then hook someone on a subscription and then it keeps getting paid and then you sell that data to someone else that can then bleed this person dry, maybe without them knowing it. They're like, how do you know that? She's like, I just know about it. And everyone's like, mm. okay, so um, so he said, look, she is my retirement. She's, you know, we're so happy. They put all this money into her own skincare line, which I think is pretty smart. So now he no longer is at this company. Now they just have this one. She's They're filming right now. I think they'll be fine. Heather has been very supportive of Jen. She held her hand during the whole time. And at one point, Heather Gay said about Jen, I don't care if she did it or not. I'll still support her. I understand that you want to be her friend because she scares the shit out of you and because you're on the show together and you want the show to continue. However, if you knew somebody that she, that is claiming to be a victim of what she did your mother, an aunt, somebody, I think you'd really feel differently. I feel the reason she is getting not the treatment that an Erica Jane is getting is just because we know who the victims are of Tom Girardi's cases. We we can literally see them. We saw the burn victim. We saw, you know, we hear their stories. Like, because it's like elderly people, and even though they did like a Hulu doc on her, I think people are still just like, it's just not tangible enough of what she did. Her husband comes out, Coach Shaw. He's a pretty charming, delightful guy. And, you know, Jen's sitting there and she's just like, um, I don't understand why a Whitney goes, I always questioned, you know, her spending habits, that how wealthy she was. And she's like, really interesting that you guys all question how the brown girl got her money. And I'm just like, what? Like, and then the husband goes, listen, my wife's been working for 20 years. All that desire stuff you see in her closet didn't just happen overnight. She's been collecting it 
Like, I'm like, are you basically saying she's been scamming people for decades? Like, she hasn't just been scamming people for a few years, people. She's been scamming people for decades. Like, you might want to shut up. Then they show their audition tape where she's like, I spend 50000 a month just on clothes. And he's like, oh, my God, you should see how much luggage we have when we fly, uh, fly private. I mean, they actively pursued wanting to be on this show. Um he brings up, Andy brings up the whole Uber story of when Heather Gay said, I put Jen Sean in Uber. I saw on, because it was my Uber, I guess she didn't know how to use an Uber app or maybe didn't want to pay for it. She sees that the Uber drops her off somewhere else within five minutes of dropping her off instead of taking her 45 minutes home. She now explains that she was not dropped off at a lover's house. She was dropped off at some guy who has stolen from Heather Gay. And so she didn't want to tell Heather Gay that that guy was going to drive her home, but she wanted that guy to drive her home because it was a 45-minute drive and she was still friends with that guy, but Heather Gay didn't know. Okay, that was one super weird story because the actual Uber driver has been um, interviewed, but at the same time, maybe that guy, whether he's gay or straight or what, I don't know. But they all thought that that's who she was boning. So then Andy goes, Coach Shaw, Jen Shaw, do you have like an open relationship or have you ever had infidelity? And they're like, no. Then he gets into the day that she was arrested. And from what we remember from what we watched, Jen answers the phone. Hi, baby. Oh, okay. Can someone take off my mic? Yeah, my husband has... uh, in the hospital with internal bleeding and I can't go on this trip. I have to go right now to the hospital. Okay. Then the, then the Homeland security came. She's not on the bus. They find her um, on the road with her aunt. They go to the house. They think she's at the house. Then we see that Jen and her husband submitted the ring footage of them knocking on the door and looking for Jen in which everybody in the house at the time had to come out like this, which is really sad because she had teenage boys. She also had a nephew there, the nephew's wife. Um, but that's what they do when they arrest people. I'm sorry. That's what they do. And um, But then Andy was like, I wonder if they did that to um, Stu's kids. That's her assistant that has already pleaded guilty and they haven't talked in a year. Kind of insinuating like, did they only do this because the color of the people's skin? I mean, I don't know. But that whole thing, her assistant, she's like, well, he wasn't really my assistant, but he wasn't really my partner either. And then they show clips where she's like, aren't I a good boss? Like shoving a banana in his face. He's like, <laughs> And then he's like, let me see what we're doing here. I mean, like they worked together for years and he's already pled guilty. So then Andy's like, she's like, I'm going to fight this thing. I'm going to fight for everybody who can't afford to fight charges like this themselves. I'm going to trial. The trial was supposed to start March 22nd. I read somewhere it's been pushed to to July. So that's nice that she can finish filming this whole season and we can see her, you know, cry about it or not cry about it. She says it's so hard to get out of bed, you know, that the kids, her sons have to get her out of bed. And you find yourself feeling sorry for them because you don't want to see any mother like separated from kids. But you've got to remember her closet and what she's being accused of. So, um... You know, she's still mad at Lisa Barlow. I don't even know what for that. Oh, Lisa Barlow called 20, you know, attorneys in the van after she was arrested because she wanted to know the scoop. I don't blame her. Um, and that's about it. We, we really don't know. Oh, the biggest news. So then Coach Shaw said, what happened was 
I wasn't feeling well and I was in the hospital and I have rectal bleeding. That's a big issue. So I had my assistant take my phone and call Jen. That is the call you see. She thought it was me, but it wasn't. It was my assistant saying, I'm in the hospital with Coach Shaw. Can you come? And so she's saying all that is true. That call was not them warning me that the feds were at my doorstep or on their way. It was my husband's assistant saying he is in the hospital bleeding. So I get I'm headed to the hospital and only once when I'm headed to the hospital and then he goes, and then while I'm in the hospital, I hear that the feds are coming to the house. They never clear up like, well, did you just stop the bleeding? Like, what the hell? Like, it's so shady. They clearly have each other's back. They clearly have a plan and they're sticking to it. And um, I will say, Jen, I don't think her face has ever looked prettier. She doesn't look all harsh and pulled back. The purple thing was weird, but the purple eyeshadow was like sparkly. It did bother me that one of her um, crystals that she like took from a, a grandma's chandelier, there was one missing right here and I could not get past it. Also, there was bad editing. At one point, she had like a bottle of water, like an Arrowhead cheap bottle of water. And then the next, like she didn't. Anyway, who cares? You're like, who cares about the fucking bottle of water? Then Jenny, she is the new girl who got fired for the racist uh, tweets and memes and posts over the summer of 2020. Her husband, who is a chiropractor, comes out and he's crying. Okay, they had two weird storylines that we all thought were fake. Okay, one was let's have more kids because um, eight years ago we had a stillbirth and even though you're 43, I still want to have one more child. Now, that is very sad that they lost a child, but it's to nobody, it made no sense why you're pushing for your wife who had nine other miscarriages to get pregnant again. So he brings that up, Andy. The husband's crying. He's like, well, that's why I wanted a sister wife. The other thing I thought was a complete lie storyline. He's like, I thought I'm results oriented. And I thought, you know what? By having a sister wife, that is a, a quick way to get another baby. You know what? Thank God you're gone. I don't even know. The fact that that wasn't made up, the fact that you doubled down on this weird storyline that made no sense makes me realize that you guys are weird and I don't want to know any more about you and goodbye. Um, Meredith's husband comes. He's got COVID or something. So he's on the big screen or somebody he knows does. He, you know, is like, oh, I hope that uh, Lisa and Meredith can make up. Because, again, we all have to be on the show together. We all want to stay on the show. Then at one point, Lisa gets up and hugs Heather and and Whitney and is like, I hope we can get along. I hope we can move on from this because we're going to film the show and we all want to stay on it. And then she goes back to her side of the couch. And, and he's like, well, you guys just had a really nice moment. And then Heather's like. Look, I just wanted Lisa to be in the ugly with me. I just wanted her to be in the ugly with me and just be honest about the fact their life is not perfect. I'm just, I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't great. I never want to see these outfits again. I never want to see someone with just one glove, let alone two. I, I'm not into the feathers. It was just the worst set I've ever seen. But anyway, we'll see what happens with the rest of them. Okay. Jussie Smollett, he was sentenced to 150 days in jail, and he has to pay some fine. I can't remember, a few hundred thousand dollars. 
while he was being sentenced, he started screaming, I'm not suicidal. I'm not suicidal. I'm not suicidal. To again bring attention to himself like, people are out to get me because of the color of my skin. And I believe if something happens and you find that I've killed myself in the jail cell, I hope everyone feels guilty because I did not do it and and people are out to get me. I'm not safe in jail. Um, and they then they did put him on suicide watch because they're like, well, now why don't we put you on suicide watch? Like, if you really, we definitely want to make sure that you don't kill yourself and then make it look like somebody did it. And then we have another big Jesse Smollett thing on our hands. I don't know. I that I let me say I have a prediction of what I think is going to happen to him. I don't think he'll ever um, be on. No, I take it back. He is going to have a come to Jesus in prison. He is going to finally, once this is all done and there's no reason to lie anymore, he is going to tell his truth and why he did it. And somehow he is going to win enough hearts back that he will work again. That's my prediction. Okay, Gabby Petito's parents have filed a lawsuit against Brian Laundrie's parents for helping him get away. And his, um, you know, because they, you know what all went through that, those horrible days where the parents weren't cooperating. They weren't answering, they weren't answering well, of course, Brian wasn't answering, but then they weren't answering once Brian went missing and they feel like that was helping him get away. However, the uh, laundry family attorney, Stephen Bertolino, tells TMZ, as I've maintained over the last several months, the laundries have not publicly commented on my direction, which is their right under the law. Assuming everything the Petitos allege in their lawsuit is true, which we deny, this lawsuit does not change the fact that the Laundries had no obligation to speak to law enforcement or any third party, including the Petito family. This fundamental legal principle renders the Petitos' claims to be baseless under the law. So, I mean, I don't know. Are they assholes? Yes. Were they, you know, were they in a weird, crazy position where your son is, you know, your son is guilty? I don't know what you're supposed to do, but does it constitute an unlawful, you know, something unlawful? Maybe not. Maybe not. I think that's, I think it makes a lot of sense. So I don't know that they're going to prevail, the um, the family of um, Gabby, which is really sad. A little update on Sherry Papini's. So her one pal is still supporting her. Um, her name is Heather Gay. No, just kidding. <laughs> As you know, Sherry Papini is the missing mom who had everybody in a tizzy for 22 days thinking that she was dead um, because she was faking her own kidnapping. The friend is like, well, I think she just, you know, went for a shot at love and just and, you know, probably feels bad about it. Okay. We, we all saw the dude. They never slept together. It wasn't for love. And then people that know them are like, I'm still shocked because the husband was so nice. And she actually wrote people after she got back and like thanked them for their support and flowers and this and that. As you know, 
She's facing a lot of charges, one being that they took 49000 from a GoFundMe and spent it, and another thirty of a victim's fund that they had to apply for and spent that. I really want to know where the husband stands. What I think is, because I've been thinking a lot about this, I think the husband absolutely thought she was missing. I don't know when he may have found out. It could have been like a a Vicky Brooks situation. Remember when Brooks was faking cancer and Brooks said, and then, and then at one point I think Vicky found out this is real housewives of OC and it was just too late. And she was kind of liking the attention she was getting from having a really sick boyfriend. I think that's what happened. I think at one point, and I don't know, but I think probably within the first year of her being home from the fake kidnapping, I think the husband's, realized what a monster he was married to, but was like, well, now what do I do? You know, now we're in this situation and we also spent this money. So I don't want to call her out on it. The money was pretty nice. The 79000 was pretty nice. We paid off her debts. We got things going. I'm like grossed out by it. But, and that's why I think he's not necessarily going to be arrested or anything, but I think we're going to find out that he definitely knew more, maybe not during those 22 days when she was missing, but I think he knew after. And it's I, just like Gone Girl. It, it is just like Gone Girl. Um, this from page six, Chloe Cherry, who is the girl in Euphoria on HBO Max, which I am now watching season one. And oh my God, you know, you really have to take it in small doses. And like the way I watch HBO Max is different than the way I watch like Bravo. It's like a whole different remote. And I just, oh my God, I like have to like, I'm trying to fast forward like the full frontal nudity of like some of the worst penises I've ever seen in my life and the worst bodies. And it just hops up on you and you're just like, oh my God, oh my God. Like I love the, I love the acting. I love the stories. I believe that all these stories are actually could def are definitely happening to youth, okay? But like, it's basically porn. But anyway, I did not know that she was a porn star before she got this part in the in the show. She plays one of the teenage girls. She developed an eating disorder at eighteen when an agent in the X-rated industry told her that she was fat. Okay, you were a porn star at eighteen, and. The worst thing that happened is that the agent that was booking you for stuff for you to have sex on camera said that you were fat. That's what caused the eating disorder, not the fact that you're 18 and doing porn. Basically, euphoria is porn. I mean, it's it's the most graphic thing I've ever seen. Um, and it's kind of a shame because if we would just take a little bit of the porn out, I think it would be a great thing to watch with your teenage kids, but you can't really watch it with your teenage kids because it's like, I mean, okay, this is an awful outfit by Lady Gaga. I'm not following any of, I don't even know what the movies are. I'm not into it at all, but this looks like, this looks like she took two of the last masks that you don't have to wear anymore in LA this week. We'll see what happens next. And just, Put them on her tits, like she does, and put them over her arms. You know, like a black face mask. Put them over her arms, and then, and it's like three different outfits. It is so bad. I'm gonna post it on my Instagram too. I think it's one of the worst outfits I've ever seen. It's like, it's like her tits have sunglasses on or something. I I don't know. It's bizarre. 
Real Housewives of OC is, is you know, let me try to think what's going on. Not a lot. Not a lot. Um, I thought this was kind of interesting. Heather Dubrow says they're, do, they're making this big drama saying that Shannon Bedore is jealous of Gina and Heather Dubrow's friendship. And Emily keeps bringing it up. And I'm like, this is so dumb. Isn't Emily and Gina friend? If everyone's going to be jealous, it's going to be them. It is such a dumb storyline. Like, literally, I think they're, like, meeting in the woods of the OC to, like, plot out this stuff. Because it just it makes no sense. And um, and then Heather DeBrow's like, oh, please. You know, Shannon trying to act like she's having more fun than us. Oh, what does she do? She gets drunk and jumps in her pool and her spanks. That's her shtick. Done that. Been there. Done that. Who'd she do that with? I'm like, she did it with Tamara. She did it with all these people. So I thought it was like kind of pretty snarky and kind of fabulous of Heather DeBrow to say, hi, just want to make you guys aware. She does the same shtick every time. It's like, let's get really drunk, which I've told you, like, can't you guys just have like interesting conversation? They have to get really drunk and then they have to be like, aren't we funny? We're taking off our clothes. I'm going to wear my Spanx and, you know, other people are going to actually show like their lingerie and we're going to get in the pool and then Noella has no top on at all. And oh my God, oh, these women are crazy. They're not that crazy. Who cares? Cher, um, page six reports that Cher has apologized to her fans for being MIA on social media for the past few days, citing personal problems. Now, listen, this isn't Cher's fault. She just did that and page six had nothing to report on. But I'm like, really? It goes on. I I did that joke the other day saying that, you know, I'm just going to take a break from social media. And oh, my God, so many people, mostly personal, like, people in my life, like my mother-in-law, other people are like, what's wrong? What? I'm like, don't you get it? I'm making fun of Hilaria. But this, she, but people really feel like if they go just a couple days off of social media, they're like, let me just tell the fans. I just, oh, I just had, I was just going through something. I just, I just could not bring myself to like post a photo of myself. The YouTubers have been obsessed. A lot of certain types of YouTubers that have a lot of followers have been obsessed with my epic fall caught on camera as I performed at the Tempe Improv. Um, And this one, they really had some fun with it. They actually put in like a Jesus statue um, knocking me down in the video. And Jesus says, I don't even know who you are. So it's just like the comments are just not only is it that like Jesus doesn't love me the most is like now they're saying like Jesus, like I'm so not a good comedian or famous that Jesus isn't even aware of who I am. And I'm like, well, isn't that the whole point of believing in Jesus? That like he knows who everybody is because he's Jesus and he's like God and he's not just like an average person that like has to have a Rolodex in their head of every single person. But um Anyway, good times. And I'll be back at the Tempe Improv to make up these two shows on April 9th. Everything is at heathermcdonald.net, along with how to be able to watch the live Juicy Scoop in your leisure a couple days after we actually do it. It's all there. And now, you guys, I know you really enjoyed the juicy conversation I had with Jill Zarin. Well, we get into some of the funniest and juiciest stuff regarding Ramona and some other housewives. Um, And here's the rest of that interview. So enjoy. 
So I'm here with uh, still with Jill Zarin. We made her stay because we had a little more to talk about. And we were looking at the beautiful uh, photo Admiring of the New Jersey the girls. girls. Their makeup and everything does beautiful. look really good. But then you started talking about what? Well, I, just something I've thought of. It's like, hmm, how many times or how many clothing, you know, is labeled in all the housewife shows with Louis Vuitton, Dior, Gucci, and Chanel? Well, it's it's a lot now. And it's kind of interesting because I remember Tamara saying, Tamara from OC saying, you know, that wasn't a big thing when we first no, started. It sky tops. And it's the sky tops and all that stuff and the BB shoes and the BCBG. And it wasn't a labeling thing. And it was kind of Heather Dubro that actually was living a life of, you know, high end brands that kind of brought that to the show. And then that's how you remember people- it was her? That's what Tamara said, at least oh. for the OC. Oh, okay. So then they started upping their game. And then as each season came, and I think as the other franchises, and just in life, things have become more labelly conscious. Yes, yes. So I think that they are like, oh, my God, I'm going to be filming a show in a couple months. Let me borrow stuff from friends. Let me buy some things. Let me get a couple fakes here. And let me look like a rich bitch. I just, you know what it is? It's more of a sociological thing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, I just... I find some clothes. Like, listen, I, I, I am like the biggest hypocrite right now. Yeah, I am you the are. biggest hypocrite because in my suitcase out there, yeah, I have a Louis Vuitton coat that's all LV on the inside, not on yeah. the outside. But um, and it's a gorgeous coat. But I just sociologically, what is wrong with all of us that we want to spend enormous amounts of money to buy honestly an ugly jumper with a bunch of G's on it? Or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Or whatever the letter is. I think it's the reaction you get. Because if you do buy that jumper, people will... I mean, I've noticed myself. Tell me. I don't have a lot of labely things. But my labely things will get so much more positive reaction from personal friends to strangers to whatever to so comments go deeper. on so my why do we po- care right so, so why do why think, do we care i, think I care too realize, but why do we care? why do i care i think people are just made aware of it if you're just wearing like a pretty pink dress i think people are not like wow that's a pink you know that's the prettiest pink i've ever seen but if you're wearing like you know a, really, a big d on it a or Gucci a big g shirt, be like oh like, i love that ooh and then it's also letting the person giving you the compliments also wants you to know that they're aware that that's high fashion. And expensive. It's expensive. It's high fashion. But then there's this part of me sometimes where I'm like, well, wait a minute. I don't think I want the same purse that a 16-year-old has walking through the mall. Right. Like, I'm, I don't right. feel like it's, like, cool anymore. Because they're wearing. You mean because they're wearing Because I'm Vuitton? just like, what, like, I don't know. Like, it's just like, if a 16-year-old can afford it. Like, I know, right? Like, I don't know. It's I, just like this well, whole, like, soci- it's more of like a marketing sociology yes, study. Like, how yeah. did they, how did this company, it's actually now like one or two companies that own all the brands. Right. And now there's like, right now there's a collaboration between Balenciaga and Fendi, I think. Yeah. You can, you know, because they're both owned by the same parent company. But like how they spend all this money, you know, to get us to buy into this bullshit of a jacket that costs three dollars to make, selling it for three thousand versus thirty. You know, yes, it may be a little bit better quality, but really, probably not. Um, just sociologically, you know, why we feel that we need to have that to make ourselves feel better. I don't know. Just you know, I don't know if it's, it's necessarily just- to feel better, or it's kind of like this, like 
I've worked really hard. I can afford this. I've made it. Yeah, I never thought I could walk into a Louis Vuitton and buy anything. And now I'm at the point in my life where I actually can. I know, and but I why do you experience care? that. I know that, but I'm just no, saying, but I'm you know saying I, mean? I think that's, I, I think that's the because it's an experience. I think it's a psychological part of it. And it's like, yeah, that, or I want to give this Louis Vuitton wrapped box. I want the experience of giving that to someone too. Like oh, yeah, and the box about- is so important. You can't just give them the bag. It's got to yeah. be wrapped. It's got to be – I mean, we have to get a – I have to get a gift now for Saturday. Yeah. And I want it to come in a nice box and look beautiful and everything else. Right. So I got to find a place to go get that today. Um, All right, because we're going to Ocean's birthday. That's right. Um, okay, so wait. I have a couple more questions from uh, what would Jill Zarin do game show. Okay, if um, – what if your sister-in-law – Heard a rumor about you being a stripper. This is from New Jersey way back when uh, a rumor went around that Melissa, Melissa was, was not a... just a cocktail waitress at the strip joint before getting with Joe. Well, but there's she a lot of things that you have to know the answer to. Number one, did her, if it was true, A. If it's true, do your husband, does your husband know? Like if it was Bobby, let's say not Melissa, okay. let's say it's Jill. Jill let's and say, Bobby. Did say... Bobby know that, I'm a, that I was a stripper, but I've been keeping it a secret? No, Bobby doesn't know. You were a stripper. I'm trying to hide it. You were a stripper at one time. And I'm time. young. I'm young. Yeah. I'm a young mother, and I'm trying to hide it, and someone outs me. Again, it goes back to, did you really think you could keep that a secret on a reality show? Right. Right? So you can't be mad. You can't hate the player, hate the game. Well, first of all, I don't think Joe, I think Joe probably did know. If she did strip, we still don't know if she did. But if she did at all, I don't think Joe knew and doesn't care. It wouldn't affect their marriage. But I don't think she wanted it out on the show. I know, but I think now I think that was the third. I don't know how old she is. So now I'm I make think it up. She, now, now she's I, a thirty-five-year-old Melissa. Yeah. Now a forty-year-old Melissa is probably like, I wish I could still be a stripper. You know, well, I Nini, wish like Nini, I had that body again. Nini completely. Well, she does have that body. Nini completely owned it. She was like, I was a stripper. That's where I met. Right. That's where that's you, that's you de-weaponized she's them. She's like, I made good money. I realized I was a single mother and I was like, how you know can what? I make the most And I'm like, good for money? you. Yeah, how can I make the most money for the least amount of hours away from my son? And I'm pretty enough to make that money. I'm damn proud I was a stripper. She owned, owned it. it. And I like that. But I, I like maybe, when people maybe, own I don't, it. Maybe Melissa wasn't a stripper. Like, and she was what like, I don't like, lie. I don't like, it doesn't, okay, I never like people to hide it because you have to know it's going to come out. Yeah. What I don't like is the, the venom that the girls had to out her. Yeah. That's what bothered me. Well, I, think I didn't was, like the I venom. Think they was, wanted to get her. They wanted to hurt her. The they wanted ba- to hurt the her. The whole backstory of that, because I interviewed the Kim D. And I'm trying to remember, but she was like a peripheral friend that kept coming Not around. Not peripheral. She was like major player. Right. She had a lot to do with it. But that was a whole thing of allegedly, you know, Teresa making sure that that was said when the cameras were there to look like what? You know, like, throw it out there, like, you know. The instigator. Yeah, throw the, throw the grenade and then throw walk the away. And see what happens. Yeah. Well, listen, you and know, so, everybody has a role on their show. Yeah. Um, and I think that, um, like you said, as soon as you start to lie, yeah. you know, it's hard to cover it up. And then there's the other person who's like, tell the truth, tell the truth, tell the truth. I'm not going to give up until you tell the truth. And then it's like... Tell the truth because then you disarm them. Right. Okay. I, think, I was I a stripper. That... You're right. You're right, Heather. You're right. Okay. You're right. And I would like be like, you're right. Now what? You're right. Okay. There we go. 
Bobby, you're so lucky. I was a stripper. Yeah. And look at the prize you get now. So right. you should thank Heather for outing me. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think you can completely disarm people that way. Exactly. But when you, that's the thing. Like, so well, that's like, an when, old Jill Zarin. That's when, a 58 year old. 40 year old Jill may not think that way. Exactly. And also, I think strippers, even 10 years ago when this was the storyline, it, it wasn't seen like now, God, you know, like I just think it has a different attitude. No, that's an older Heather. And I think people, that's not, yeah. if you were young Heather with little boys in school, right. you might feel differently. Yeah. And now it's like, and also just our attitude in 2022 is very different about, you know, sex work at all, whether it's dancing or or OnlyFans, whatever. I think people just had a Well, that's true, too. Now with OnlyFans, I, you know, opinion. Gary really wants me to open up an OnlyFans feed account. He's like, just show your feet. I have great feet. Yeah. He's like, show your feet. This girl on that show, 90 Day Fiance, she says she's making over a million dollars. She's made over a million dollars. Now, I don't think she's showing just feet. Yeah. I don't but so. so a little tit, a little tit and a foot, and you get a new house. Are you kidding me? Take it. I think it's a lot harder than people think. I don't know if it is, but um, I can't do I it. Think, It'll kill my brand. But I, let me tell you, well, I would if I could. Yes. I think there's certain people that, that can do really well, but just like anything else, just like it Not takes every work. podcaster makes no, a lot of money. Not everybody's a Larsa Pippen, and it's she probably got in at the right time, and she worked it the right way. Wait, can we correct she something knew how to though? Do right the right now, photos. She yeah. did not make ten thousand dollars a day. I think she meant ten thousand a month. When she came on the show and she said the number, whatever it was, I said to myself, she made a mistake. She meant a month, but mm-hmm. they never corrected you know what? it. I don't know if you're on it. If you're on. I'm it, not saying now she okay, is. If you're on, she was making money by messaging back with people. Each time someone messaged her, they had to pay for her response. And I'm like, before she, she was on TV. Well, I guess she no, hadn't been on no, TV yeah. before. But I'm saying, if literally she spent eight hours writing back guys, which every time they had to pay her five ten dollars for a response, and she was on for eight hours a day with different people, ten thousand dollars, and maybe she even had an assistant. Doing it simultaneously with her to other know. people, I think, yeah. She, she's making 10000 a day, $3.5 And now, by the way, and she just got divorced from Scottie Pippen. I heard she got like $40 million. Why is she even on the show? Why is she Why is she doing OnlyFans writing back truckers if she got uh, $40 million? Why? That would be like 2000 texts a day. Yeah, I don't think she was getting ten. I think it was 10000 a month. But now it probably is 10000 a day because she was on the Right. But I just think at the time they made a mistake. That's just my personal opinion. Larsa, I would appreciate it if you straighten it out. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I thought it was kind of sad that she had to do it. I'm like, it, she has to do this? Like, it, well, that could be, Pippen, again, that as could be getting ego, divorced. Well, that like, could be an ego, ego thing, Yeah, too. like you want to. You want, you want to feel sexy and makes you feel sexy. I do, too, by the way. Can I? How do you open an OnlyFans account? It's very easy. You, have you ever seen? I, I want to see what it looks like. I have no desire to do it. We're I want to see what it looks old. like. We're not doing it. Oh, my God. You sound like Gary. Gross. <laughs> you said Gary wants you to do no, it. Does. I'm he saying does. no. No, Gary does. But he kids. Speaking, he kids. Speaking of the greatest, one of the great moments of just owning what so many... Ramona yelling at Bethany that she did some like light nudity in some cheesy movie. Oh yeah, and she's like, and your daughter, and she's like, mention it all, oh, mention it all, mention it all was oh great because it was that like was people going, yeah, really, you think I care that that I might have 
like shown my boobs when I was 22 trying to be an aspiring actress. Like, I don't care. I mean, just think about when she walked off the stage because we were talking about a half nude maybe boob of Alex McCord and she couldn't even talk about it. I know. And she meant it. It wasn't fake. See, back then everything was very real. I mean, like there wasn't, you couldn't even know how to think fake. Mm -hmm. Like it was what it was. That was like the first reunion we ever had. I was wearing a Team Jill shirt, okay? Um, Oh, I have it right here. Oh, you do? Thank yeah. you. By the way, the back um, of my surprise I do. Sweatshirt. Oh, 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 wait, you see, we just, you know, we're making some swag for the summer. Yeah. I made these sweatshirts, um, like an orange sweatshirt, and it's uh, Orange County. Um, I think it says like Real Housew- Housewives or something. It's like the most beautiful sweatshirt. I have to show it to you. Like drop dead merch you're going to want. Anyway, whatever. Okay, listen, um, go. So, okay. I forgot what you were Team talking Jill. about. So I'm at the re- original reunion when Ramona oh, right. got up to leave. And then she, she was the was... first one to walk off a reunion. Right. And then, but, and then cut to last season, again, just like Whitney on Real House as a Salt Lake, they were all just full tits out. Remember they were all dancing around with just their boobs out? Ebony. Oh, Ramona. my God. The biggest hypocrite I've ever met is Ramona Singer. <laughs> She's running around the show naked every season now, and yet she yeah. couldn't even be in the room talking about a boob. Right. Boy, has she evolved. Yeah. Right? Is she a hypocrite or has she evolved? I'm not sure. I think you can I think you can, you can choose it. <laughs> you can choose Politically it. Politically correct. Are you a hypocrite or are you evolved? Um, okay. <laughs> this is the juiciest thing that happened all year. Okay. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Lisa Barlow had had it with Meredith. <gasps> oh my God. And she had the hot mic on. I talked about this with Lala. She had their mic on. She went into a room. We now know that there was a producer in the room. Oh, there was a producer in the room? A, it's photographed. You can no, see. No, they said that. No. I thought they. I thought that they said There's that she, there was no There's producer in the room. Lisa said that she was alone by herself. I listened to that reunion. She said she was alone by herself in that room. Listen, here it is, okay? She, she's talking. She, goes, she comes her, out and says, here, you can have your mic her, back. Okay, look in the mirror. Look in the mirror where I'm pointing in the fourth one. There's a man there in the Where's room. There's a man in that room. Yes. Holy shit. You're right. She lied. She said on the reunion, I'm telling you, she said I was alone in the room. Oh, boy. Her dumb but ass it's family a, it, but that it's, poses. But, but you know what? Honestly, um, she's only on the show's second season. And I mean, I don't know how it is now. I know that when I was on the show, if there was no camera, we were told the audio was off. Okay. If you didn't have a camera in front of you, your audio was off. I mean, now, and I should really be careful because I'm doing my interviews tomorrow for, mm-hmm. I mean, that's not a secret. I'm here because I'm doing interviews for um, uh, Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. When we're doing the interviews now, even if, like, we're doing it and then I'm like, can I just go to the bathroom? And then I come back and I sit down and I have my soda and I say something to the producer like, oh, my God, do you remember that? Blah, blah, blah. That could be on the show even though I think I'm not being filmed and I have to remember that now. Back in the day, if I said that, that's not in the show. Like, I knew what was on. And I knew what was off. There was no such thing as a hot mic. Hot mic didn't happen on New York until, I mean, the one I can think of most recently, and maybe there was one before, was when Barbara uh, said something about Luann's boyfriend in the bathroom on a hot mic. Who's Barbara? Barbara. That, oh, the, Barbara. She said something on a hot mic. The laser, and, laser um, uh, removal lady. And Radswell was having yeah. a conversation. It was Radswell's mic. It was hot. 
It was when, the season before Barbara oh, was a housewife. And Barbara said something rude about the boyfriend about Tom about Tom, Tom and because Luanne, Carol had a hot mic. And I'll okay. tell you something though. I'm not to bring up whatever, but and I said this to Luann. Luann was really mad at Barbara about that. And I said to Luann, and this is the truth, you have no right to be mad at Barbara about that. That was not Barbara's mic. I mean, yes, you could be mad at her for thinking that. That's fine. But the fact that it got on TV, you can't be mad at her. I mean, Carol had the hot mic. Barbara's not a cast member. Barbara didn't sign a release. You know, you okay. really shouldn't be mad at her for oh, saying what she said. Oh, because it was before Barbara was on the show, yes. one year before. That's why they picked her up the next year. Oh. Because she was her friend. Anyway, they made up or whatever. But yes. I know in the beginning she was mad at her. And I'm like, you, know, you should not oh, be not mad Barbara at her. not Barbara the laser. Barbara's the contractor. The contractor. Who ran for mayor. Of New yes, York, she's, cool. she's cool. I like her. No, no, so whatever. I'm she's just saying great. that she yeah. got accused of whatever because right. she was a hot mic. It wasn't her mic. So the whole thing of a hot mic, um, I don't know if now, I know that when I was on the show, if even now, because I would think back to what it was, I would think that if I'm not, if there's no camera on me, I'm not being mic. I'm not, you're not listening well, to I me. Well, I remember when I first heard it thinking that she was ranting by herself. And I was like, it's kind of a weird cadence of ranting by herself. You oh, know, I could say it to myself. You know, no, but that when, fucking bitch. She's no, but a the whore. way she was saying it was like her family, her dumb fucking family that poses because your husband always changes up jobs every five minutes. Oh, I'm offended. No, no, but even if I'm he not... was sitting there, he, he, no, she definitely thinks it's not being filmed. Think about no, that. The producer but... sitting on my bed, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say you're my producer, mm-hmm. or you're my producer. You're sitting on my bed in my room, and I come back from filming, and I think there's no camera there. And I'm talking to you off camera like you're my friend. I'm like, that fucking bitch. I'm so mad at her. And I would never think that would get on the show. I am saying as a viewer, when I first heard the Mike rant, I'm imagining her alone in the bathroom talking like that. And I thought, that is weird the way she's talking. Now, knowing that she was venting to an actual human in the room... The cadence of that rant makes a lot more sense to me. That's what I'm trying to okay. say. But but it, it's irrelevant to the fact of should Meredith be mad at her and how should she handle that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, again, the show is about hearing people's thoughts that you're not you're not supposed to hear. Right. When I'm in the There's fly on the wall, when I'm on the it's not even, when yeah. I'm in the chair talking mm-hmm. about something. In real life, that's what you're never supposed to hear. Like when I walk in here and you're like, that fucking Jill Zarin just came. She's such a pain in the ass. I can't stand. She talks too much, whatever. I'm not supposed to hear you thinking that, right? But on the show, when I walk out of Heather's room and she talks to her audience at YouTube, she's going to tell them what she really thinks of me. I mean, that's what the show is about. Yeah. So that's what Meredith signed up for. Yeah. Okay, so she – and that's what I think Meredith – I think – I hate to say this. I think Meredith's fake mad. I think Meredith really isn't mad at Lisa. I think she knows the game. Like, I, I think totally she, disagree. Really? I think she is really hurt and mad. I don't know. I think she kind of. I think she Here's knows some what's of the quotes on. that Lisa said. Oh, I guess I'm completely Her and a damn fucking family that poses because your husband. Cha- you can't own a house because your husband changes jobs that every would five minutes. Mad. Yeah, that would Because I'm me not mad. a fucking whore. I don't cheat on my husband. Well, no, I think she should be mad at what she said, but she can't be mad that it was like said publicly. I don't know. Um, they're not real friends, obviously. If they were, they're not anymore. They That's never what I'm will saying. Be. I don't think they can. They'll never be. But they, they're filming together now, so I guess they made it work. Well, people want to be on the show. Well, there you go. So, But when I, when I went with Bethany and I said, we're done, I'm done, I didn't mean that. And she did, and so yeah. she left the show. Right. Um, 
you know, that you can't, these girls are not leaving the show. Yeah. But, you know, that was the reason why what happened to me happened to me is because one left the show. If she had to come back the next season, we would have had to make up, even if it was fake. Right? I mean, a lot right. of these relationships, they may start out as real and then they become fake. Or they become actually real. Like, I almost think that uh, in a weird way, Luann and Ramona have become friends after all these years. And I don't mean friends like they trust each other or BFF, you know, holding hands and going on vacation together. But there's some history. When, when you have a history, you call that a friendship. Yeah. I mean, I would almost say the same thing about me and Ramona after all these years. You know, I felt like calling her last night and saying, how could you slam the elevator on Gary? <laughs> and you know what she would say to me? Ramona? Yeah. What? I don't know what you're talking about. It never happened. Okay, I'm, I'm going like, to do Ramona and you do yourself. Okay, I'm okay? going to call you up on the phone. Okay. Ramona. Hello? Um, did you just come into the building? How do you know where I'm... Well, Joe, what are you talking about? How do you even know because where I Because Gary am? was trying to get on the elevator and you literally closed it on his face. Gary who? Very fucking funny. You know what, Joe? I'm just going to talk to him to be really honest with you. Okay, I've had a really long day trying to do real estate. Okay, I'm actually, I'm actually exhausted. Something, you know, a lot of people don't realize I actually have a listing that I'm trying to sell. Okay? So I wasn't really thinking okay. about your boyfriend. You know what? You always say that, and that's fine, and I do believe you that maybe you didn't, but I think you should call Gary up and apologize. It was really nasty. Okay, you know what? You just tell him I'm sorry, okay? I, you know, I'm really, really sorry. I'm sorry okay, if I'm I not going to tell him for you. Feeling. You do what you want to okay, do. I, I don't know if I have time right now. Okay, I'm trying to this write This is exactly what would happen, by the I way. I'm trying to write an offer right now, okay? <laughs> I have a really expensive exactly listing. Tried. Okay, there's multiple offers. I don't know if you know about real estate right now, but it's like very difficult. Well, I hate really to tell hard. you this, but you know what? He was with someone right next to him who was looking at real estate and would have recommended you had you not slammed the door in his face. You know what, Jill? If you're a really good friend and supported women for the National so Women's good. Day, you're I so support good. women. You're I support women. I would tell. Oh my God! You got I would. Me. I would think that you'd want a good friend to show the houses. I'm done. You got me. You see, she always gets me. She always gets me. She always gets me to be sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I called you. <laughs> Is that crazy? That's exactly what That's you would exactly do. That's exactly what's going to happen. So I'm not going to do it. No. Jill, can you tell us when this Ultimate Girls Trip is going to air, or you don't know? I have no idea, Season and if two. I did know, I couldn't tell you, but okay. I have no idea, but I do have a hint. Okay, can It'll you tell be, me the hint? Yes, in 2022, it will definitely air. Oh, okay. <laughs> it will definitely okay, be on. Good. I think it'll be on no later than August, if I had to guess. And if there's another one in the works, and they want to keep with the, some of the people throwing some new... Because um, I did with this with Margaret, because oh. she, I, uh, Margaret would like to do one. Um, Who would I pick? Now, on your ultimate girl trip, it was all no longer current housewives, Correct. right? It was ex wives. Okay, and the first one was all current housewives. Yes, except they didn't sign back Cynthia. Oh yes, but at the time we didn't know that. Yes, I know. I'm just so we could do a little mixture, and you're going to be in it. So let's pick uh, five more girls for you to do something with on a trip. It's That's a deep question because are they girls that, like, I want to go with or are these girls that make good TV? Big difference. No, it's for TV. So you want to okay, be with TV good show. TV. You want to be with good TV, but you also want to get to know these people and okay, enjoy so them at the same time. So this is how time. I think of it. You ready? This is how I'm going to build the cast. Okay. I need an ally. Okay. So I probably need Luann. All right. Because I need some, or, or Margaret or okay. Cynthia. I need somebody who I trust, who I know has my, or Marisol. 
who I trust and has okay, my so back. Okay, so pick one. I have to pick one of them? Well, I don't know. Pick a couple and then pick two. I'm going to take Margaret two. because Luann and I have done a million shows together okay. and Margaret and I are like newer. Okay. I'm going to pick Margaret. All right. Because um, she's very sassy. Yeah. And I think that um, Cynthia is sassy only if you provoke her. Where I think Margaret will like just jump in okay. faster than Cynthia. That's my opinion. Uh-huh. Although I'll tell you, Cynthia really brought it out on this girl's trip. Like, she was sassy. In the Bahamas. Oh, yes. Yeah. In the Turks. Very sassy. So kinda, she really I, I kind of think she was a downer. She was a downer because she was mad. And she I, was sulking. I, yeah. She was sulking. She was so mad. And I felt her pain because that was me. I sulked, too. I could totally relate to her. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to pick Margaret. Then I'm going to pick someone who I know is going to um, be an instigator mm-hmm. and just give it all. And that's probably Danielle Stout. Because I actually like. Oh, yeah. I'm bringing Danielle. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I With need Margaret there, oh, I'm frightened. I need, they do I need, not get along. Okay, I just keep realized going. that. I just realized I may have to hedge that bet. Well, but I, it might make And it I fun. went two on Jersey. Okay. Um, go. I got to diversify. I need a diversified cast. Okay, go. go. So I need to go to, uh, I need to go somewhere else. I need go to, to go OC. to OC. Um, now you've already been with Tamara, so don't pick Tamara or Vicky because you've already been with them. I don't get to pick them. No, because you've already been with them. Poor Gina Keogh. I'd bring her because she hasn't been around in so long. I feel bad. No. Okay, you know, I'm very loyal. She was the first housewife. Do you know Vicky, Ta- and I told this to Vicky, you know, you can't really take credit for being the first housewife. You are the OG, and you've been on the longest, and you get the title, you wear the crown. But the OG, OG was Gina. Gina cast Vicky. No, that's not true. She brought Vicky. 100% not true. Uh-uh-uh. Because it was Vicky's son, Michael, who saw the ad about... Being on a reality show, he called for he for him to be on, and the producer said, "Like who you know? Are you serious? Yes, this is a story. I never yes. heard that story in and my so entire he, life." He called and then was like, "Well, my mom would be good for that." And so then he went over. That's an understatement. He went over. <laughs> And saw that Vicky was doing this Coda de Casa out of her house with this other divorced woman and Lori, and they go. So they well, let's, see, let's see you guys in the ba- in the in the pool and everything. And they go in the grotto, the two of them, and they're like in their forties, pretty decent bods. And then, yes, and then Vicky knew Gina as I didn't a, know an that. Okay, take it back. Term. I've been okay. I've been going with that other story. Well. I don't know where Gina Gina gave it to me. I thought maybe not. My memory's maybe, bad. Maybe okay, they both have it. their own. Maybe, I don't think I want anything. Maybe from OC. The, maybe the producer. Okay, no OC. Keep going. Beverly Hills. I who do you Beverly want from Beverly Hills? Hills. Oh who do you God. want from Beverly Hills? I want Hills. Kathy Hilton. Okay. All right, because Kathy happens to be a friend of mine, and I just texted her. Okay. And I'm trying to see her this weekend. Good. Um, uh, so we got you, Margaret, and I love Kathy. Lisa Rinna. Oh my okay, God, Lisa I would love Rinna. To Lisa, she's okay. so fucking funny. And Harry Hamlin, I need Harry. Well, Harry's not coming. He'll bring you the sauce. Okay, who else do, do we have? Do you know I just sent her outdoor rugs? She loves them. I got her more. She I still don't my have my rugs. rugs. Did you pick told, them? No, you You have to pick them. Do you want me to pick them for you? Yes, because I'm so lazy. I need to know okay, the size go. and the color. All right, just go. Go. <laughs> Lisa Rinna has them. Um, who else do I want? I love Lisa Rinna. I, you know, I love Brandy. We just Brandy's did it. We a good time. Oh, that's Brandy. why I already had Brandy. I already had a good time with Brandy. Okay. And then what other city do we have? We have Miami. Okay, let's take someone from I'm Miami. taking, uh, well, you know, me, I love Marisol. She's like one of my best friends. But I might take Alexia just so I can look at her body. Yeah. And if I was going to be a lesbian, it's going to be her. I mean, okay. she is a vision. 
in my opinion. You know, everyone has different tastes, right? All right. Different. So- I think Alexia is so. Oh, here's the picture. Okay. I still think Alexia is so fucking hot. I don't like that outfit, though. Also, I think you get people with kind of rich life stories because I liked moments where it was in the Ultimate Girls Trip in in Turks where they're having breakfast and they're just kind of chill and they're like talking the way women our age talk. Like, was that hard when you found out that that happened with your husband or you know what I mean? And I kind of Alexia, I've interviewed her and she has like such a deep like interesting life and she's like I just think you need people with like a lot of life so that when you're a lot of storylines yeah, that's why they were like hanging like, out that's why they won't give Marisol an apple or whatever the hell they have in what do they have in Miami uh, nothing I think I don't know um, that's why they won't give Marisol the the, the not, nothing they don't think that she has enough she's pretty entertaining on the show I liked her on the show what I don't like I feel like they've used her a ton yeah and I don't watch every episode yeah. or anything, but I, it's I, good. Really I watched the I first like couple but I mean they had her on the reunion they have her all the time they talk about her all the time yet they didn't give her the respect of giving her a full time and I don't like that I remember and I hope you won't get mad that I'm revealing this oh shit one of our we have to cut it weekends what? in Hamptons you were like um <laughs> what did I do you were a little annoyed with Marisol because she was trying to poach your billionaire. You said, that's which my billionaire. billionaire. I don't know I which do billionaire. That. I remember I the conversation. Which... But what we were talking it about. It was something like you had a party and you and Marisol was came. It Marisol? And you Are you sure And it was she her? met a billionaire and it wasn't a romantic thing. But then she was, I was like, like, he's my billionaire. Yeah, he was but contacting I don't remember the billi- who to like do business, do friends with. Well, you know so many billionaires, so I guess it doesn't but matter. But I do remember the statement. I remember the joke. I remember being like, I was he's laughing. my billionaire. Yeah, he's my billionaire. You can't <laughs> I just, remember it. I introduced you to my billionaire. You can't be making dinner plans with sure my billionaires her? and not inviting me. Are you yes. sure it was Marisol? Because know, she's so sweet. I don't think it she was She didn't her. do anything wrong. She thought it was fine, probably because she met four billionaires with you and one she pursued. She can have one if there's four. Yeah, but whatever. You, you didn't like it. You know, the funny thing with all my talking of my billionaires and everything else, <laughs> that after Bobby passed, I didn't go out with one of my billionaires. Okay, I had them all lined up. I went out with Gary. <laughs> Is that crazy? I really was kind of excited to date a little. Not excited, you know, like anything about Bobby. But, I mean, I was like, okay, I've never been single. I got married at 23, and then I met, met, and then I got divorced, and I married Bobby. There was nobody else, so I was kind of like, "What it would, what will it be like?" I had a, you know, this image in my head, and then I never did it. Any, anything. <laughs> well, it's all worked out. Okay, oh, Jill, um, I love you. Everybody can get the uh, Jill and Allie beautiful candles, housework, clothing, Whatever. all of it. At JillandAllie.com and Juicy Scoopers get 20% off using the code JUICY20. You bet. Thank you. Thank you, guys.